Welcome to Empathy Deployed, a podcast where you can experience an example customer interview every week. You'll discover new perspectives on different software products and improve your customer interview technique as I attempt to do the same. I'm Jonathan Markwell, and this week I'll be interviewing Jacob Funnel. Jacob's a customer of SEMrush. SEMrush describes itself as an online visibility management platform. I'll be trying to understand why Jacob purchased SEMrush, how he uses it, and what alternatives he's considered. Jacob's a freelance digital marketer with a decade of experience helping SaaS and professional service companies. Hi, Jacob. Hello. Welcome. Uh, thank you for taking the time today. Uh, I'm super excited to uh, hear your thoughts on um, why uh, you purchased a particular software product. Um, and um, yeah, the goal of, uh, of of this podcast and these interviews is is uh, for for me to practice uh, customer interviews, but also just to, for lots of people to experience um, other people's experience of, of software. Um, uh, so, uh, before we get started, have you got any questions for me? Uh, no, let's, let's just dive in. Cool. Then, uh, uh, the final thing to ask you, if you're comfortable sharing uh, for me recording this interview, as I've already asked you, as we are recording it, um, but also, um, that we share it publicly for the, for the benefit of listeners. Um, yeah. that's all cool. Um, obviously normally a customer interview like this wouldn't be shared outside of the organization. Um, but, um, yeah, so this is a, this is a public one. So if that's all cool, we'll dive into a first question. Um, and so can you tell me a little bit about how, um, you got into needing, uh, SEMrush? Yeah. So, um, I'd used, um, a few SEO tools as part of doing SEO. Uh, just in-house. So I was I was working for a small company, and um, I was, you know, like responsible for all digital marketing stuff. Like when you're an exec in these small companies, you often end up being, you know, the everything guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to use uh, SEO Moz. That was a, that was a tool which was available at the time. Yeah. Even before it was called Moz. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to get some like decent information on uh, keywords that are available. Uh, in the industry that I was uh, working with at the time. And I just, I tried uh, trials of a few different products and I just found that SEMrush was just so much better than everyone else. Yeah. Like, it just had a much wider database of keywords. It all came from that keyword research stuff to begin with. That was like the main motivating yeah. thing. Makes sense. Makes sense. And do you remember when it was um, that uh, you start, first started paying for it? Or the first used it? Um, I think so. Uh, as far as I recall, um, I was able to, to make the case for it pretty easily. I was just saying, you know, I'm using this. Can we use this instead of Moz? I think Moz was expiring anyway at the time. <laughs> so it's a little bit easier to make the case when your your existing thing's about to expire because you're not asking really for more money. You're just asking to spend the same money in a different place. Right. And when, when was that um, in terms of time? Uh... Uh, um, as in like, before present yes or into my buying cycle um yikes this is going to be ages ago uh maybe i'm guessing it's like 2017 right like that. right okay a few years, few years back um yeah 
And so can you walk me through the work that you're doing when you use um, SEMrush? Um, what's the end result that you're trying to get to? Yeah, so generally speaking, um, I use this for pretty much any any SEO project that I'm involved with. Um, and I think the reason for that is it's really good at just use it, doing lots of things well. Um, so, for example, if I have a new site to look at, um, there's a full site audit report. So I work with a new client, get a new site, they want to know what's wrong with the site. Is there anything in terms of how it's built that's, that's wrong? And their full site audit report is a very good starting point. You can't like completely trust any crawler um, by itself. They will come up with issues that aren't really issues. Um, and it's um, it's not as comprehensive as, as doing everything you could in something like Screaming Frog, for example, which goes into way more, way more detail uh, and requires a lot more kind of um, configuration, but in terms of spotting the, uh, the, in terms of spotting the big things and doing it quickly, mm -hmm. uh, it's really good. Cool. And I think it's like, uh, so yeah, it's really, really, really useful in that first stage when I'm just auditing a site, I'm just trying to go like, what's, what's going on here? Yeah. How's their keywords looking? What are they ranking for? What's the technical side of things? How's the, how's the site put together? Is there anything wrong with that? Yeah. Can you give me some? Um, yeah. Ex examples that anyone would recognize of an issue that it might flag up? Yeah. So uh, often when you're building a site, um, uh, the focus tends to be on, okay, let's just get the site live. We want to make sure that the design is right. There are things that people can see. Mm -hmm. if, you're, if, you're, if you're making a site, you're always looking at the things that you can see about the site and you, anyone can spot if like the navigation, the navigation menus don't function as they're supposed to, you can spot that. But SEO issues tend to get lost. And so, for example, um, errors that you might see are things like there's, there's a little HTML tag which tells the browser, these are the words that should appear at the top of the browser tab. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and so that's the, the title tag. And sometimes I work with sites and they've got like seven title tags and they're completely invisible. You won't spot that unless you crawl your site. Right. Uh, and then you've got <clears throat> more insidious, more technical things. So for example, if you've got the same content translated into different languages, sometimes um, you won't have set up correctly uh, to tell Google, this is the same article, but in different languages. Yeah. Uh, yet more technical still, you might have things like you've used structured data and you've tried to tell Google, I have a software product and here's all of the bits of information about this. Yeah. And quite often that's incorrectly set up. Okay. So basically it's all kinds of things that are hidden. You won't be able to see them just by going to a page. It might look perfectly fine, but then behind the scenes, it's not done. Got it. Got it. Makes sense. Um, and so what, what other tools or things have you done manually to try and solve the same problems that you solve by using SEMrush? I think the big ones in terms of like keyword research stuff, um, uh, back in the day you would use, um, Google ads keyword planner. Um, it's becomes increasingly tricky. You need like a, a, an actual paid ad account to do that now. So if you're trying to do it free, 
you, you just don't have that option anymore of, of just going straight to Google. Um, and also I feel like I just have an easier time using SEMrush's tool than I do with um, uh, using using the Ads Planner. Uh, it's just a bit more intuitively laid out. Um, in terms of site uh, audits, things like technical audits, um, you've got things like Screaming Frog, um, but in the absence of any other tools, which is often where people start, especially if they're in-house, they don't have anything, then you end up checking stuff manually. So you might get like a plugin and it, it becomes, there are so many things where like humans shouldn't be doing them. Like mm -hmm. you shouldn't be like manually checking your metadata page by page. You should just, you should just get that crawled and done in a report in seconds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another like alternative. Uh, just literally uh, clicking view source and, and having a look at a, at a, at a page, one page at a time. Yeah. So that'd be like the most like primitive way of doing it possible. Mm -hmm. And then like the next step, step up would be installing like a Chrome extension. I have a Chrome extension that does that. So if I'm on a particular page, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm really focusing on that page and I have all that stuff, but like, if you're auditing a whole site, so this whole site stuff. Yeah. Anything in anything in any level of quantity, you just you you want a tool to automate this. Yep. Got it. Okay. Um. And can you tell me when you first started thinking that you should use something else to get this done? Um. So may I mean obviously quite a while while back in 2017. Um. Mm. And you were an employee at the time? Yeah, so that was emphasis that I first started using this. Um, and yeah, I, I think I just wanted to um, get more keywords for ads. I think that was one thing. And I also wanted to, um, yeah, keep exploring for keywords for, uh, for the blog. It was a bit of, I think one of the pinch points was that it was quite difficult to find keywords that felt like particularly relevant to the B2B audience that we're trying to reach. Yeah. Um, and honestly, like, I think part of my initial motivations was slightly misguided in that I feel like I felt there was this big reservoir of like B2B relevant keywords that if only I could find it, it would, you know, be there. But now <clears> that I've worked with a lot more companies, mm -hmm. um, I feel like I've got a better understanding of the buying cycle and, and how, how, how massively it differs from company to company. So at the time I was thinking, wow, there, there's just going to be this like, like undiscovered land of keywords. And if I manage to get them, then, then, then I'll be able to get people on the site and not buy. Whereas now I think a lot more about like, well, for training companies, a lot of the time, a person just has the training need and then they start Googling, uh, things about like, you know, X training course. And you just got to get them there. Yeah. You've got to put a lot of effort into making sure you get them there. And the, the stage before that, where they've got like awareness of a problem and all the rest of it. I mean, you will get search terms around there, but like the, the overwhelming, like weight is at that particular bit where they've just gone, we need a training course. Um, and I, I feel like at the time I didn't, I didn't really think that way so much. I used to, I used to think that like, 
there would be a more even level of interest at all bits of the funnel and you're, you're taught that, you know, oh yeah, there's this awareness bit where people are just barely aware that they've got a problem or something. Some industries that's true, something like Dollar Shave Club is a fantastic example of that, where absolutely awareness was their thing. No one knew you could get subscription raises. They, they, there, was, there would have been very little search volume for subscription raiser service yeah. at that time. Um, so they needed to get up there in that awareness bit. Whereas, and, uh, and so, you know, uh, you know, the YouTube stuff and the display advertising, I'm sure they would have done was absolutely what they needed. But for that company, it was just getting people at those extremely high level of intent, you know, they sold training courses. And so it's like getting them when they're searching for those sorts of training courses. Yeah. So yeah, slightly mistaken belief. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, interesting. Thank you. Um, and um, so, so before, so you, you've told me what you were hoping for it to solve um, to, mm. to get you this rich set of, of B2B keywords for the particular businesses that you, that you were working in. Um, and but you indicated that maybe it didn't help the way that you expected it to help. Um, was there anything um, before you started using the product that you were unsure of about it or that was unclear? I think, I mean, there are a lot of competitor tools and so differentiation between SEMrush and other ones was tricky. And I, I feel like um, I answered a lot of my questions just by doing the trial, mm -hmm. I think that 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 helped me out with a lot of them. Um, as far as I can recall, I was I felt pretty sure that it was like it was just like moles. So I already had this understanding in my head that there's moles, SEO moles as it was. Yeah. Um, and so I had this kind of template in my head, like oh, it's like that. So I, I feel like it's happens a lot with software. You just you just go oh, it's like that's this thing. So you don't really need that kind of, if I was mistaken, it would have been mistaken to the extent that it was different from Moz. And as far as I recall, like that wasn't a lot that was different from Moz. So, yeah. Okay. But going back, was there anything about Moz at the time that you didn't like? Was there more that was sort of pushing you away from, from Moz? Than the it? lack of keywords was a big one. Yeah. yeah like I felt like SEMrush had a better keyword database. Um, and um yeah that's, i think it's amazing that i remember interesting possibly i got a sense that there was more there were more sort of features in semrush but i'm not sure it's a quite a long time ago now so right um and you've touched on this briefly already but um before you decide to use um the product was there anyone, anyone else you um, asked um, about it or um, places that you look for information about it? Um, <clears throat> I I mean, I was kind of, I, I just remember being like roughly aware of a few of them. Uh, I was aware of SpyFu because, you know, my boss at the time told me about that. We used to be subscribed to that, but again. That was so just, which, which product was that? It, it was called SpyFu. I don't right. even know if it's still going, but it's keyword database was just nowhere near as good as SEMrush. Yeah. Um, and I think a core cool thing is I tried in all of them to do this sort of keyword search 
and Samrush just came up way better than the rest of okay. them. And that, that was during the trial? That was a big thing. Yeah, that was during the trial. In advance, um, you know, it's so hard. I just, I have this like awareness of it being around. I feel this mm -hmm. happens a lot with um, a lot of products. Like your first, you, you often don't remember your the first time you see them. And then, because and, it's just like, oh, it's around. It's around. People are talking about it and you're barely yeah. even clocking it. Um, the, we, yeah. Where would you have sort of been hanging out to have discovered it? Are there like any forums or websites or podcasts that you would have, uh, or maybe that, you, that today, if if um, you were to come across a new product, where where might you first come across it? Um, yeah, a lot's changed today. So like, where I, what I do now is like way different from even like uh, three or four years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so I would say since about 2018, uh, I joined an absolute ton of, uh, Facebook groups are actually really good. Mm -hmm. Um, a handful of them are, 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 well, not really, but they're good. You can, you normally get decent information and I have, um, posed questions about, um, things like landing page software or, um, um, I think that was the most recent one. Yeah. Landing page stuff. And I've just gone, you know, what are people using? Yeah for page building because I knew about Unbounce. Was there anything else that people knew about? So, yeah. So, um, uh, so the idea is to get a recommendation from someone who has actively used the tool and who seems credible. Like there's someone who's actually, you know, you, you, you have faith that they're in their ability to use this as part of a, a larger process. So, um, you know, if I'm talking to you, uh, about, uh, something and you say, this tool is just good. It just immediately goes like ways, ways at the top of my consideration list. Yeah. So it's trying to find a recommendation from a peer or better. And so you, you actively look for it rather when, when you have a, a problem and I, is that right? Yeah. 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 So I, um, I normally am able, so long as I can conceive of there being, uh, uh, uh a kind of a tool which does the thing. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm sure that there are some things which I'm doing, some problems that I'm having, that I don't even realize that there's a tool which could help me with it. But with things like landing page builder, it's like a concept in my brain. Um, but then there are other things where I'm like less, you know, I, I'm, I'm probably just not aware that this is something which um, could, uh, could help. Yeah. So wherever I've got a sense that, that this is, this is a category of thing that I want, then, um, then I'll ask for opinions. And can you name any of the specific Facebook groups that you've found useful? Yeah. I mean, the big one for me, like a huge, uh, just generally in my, <clears throat> my career for like the past three years, the CXL, yep. uh, conversion, but a group, it's just absolutely enormous. Um, loads of the contacts that I've made, the, um, uh, the recommendations, uh, the, yeah, that's another, I remember asking about form analytics on there as well. It's another thing. We've got some recommendations there. Um, yeah, that's, that's always been a big one. Um, <clears throat> I feel like, uh, 
there, there are some other ones like the Google Tag Manager one is is, is, is another one, but that's very specific to help within the tool. Mm-hmm. Um, just trying to think of uh, oh yeah, some interestingly Semrush All Stars. Um, if I'm asking about tool, you know, if I was asking tool agnostic, there's also like Superstar SEO, which is pretty good. Um, um, Google Ad Strategy with Carl Sularud, who's, who's never in the group ever, but like it's a decent Google Ads group. Yeah. So yeah, so I'd say that's like my like slightly like one tier, and then I see above that in terms of quality is the private Slack groups. So um, there's Measure Slack, uh, which is just excellent, um, and uh, there's one or two smaller ones which I'm members of which are just like some individual who I know is like extremely skilled in what they do and they have their own private Slack group and yeah. in all net. Um, yeah. But for those Slack groups, you need like the quality of the question that you need to ask to get a response in those groups is extremely high. So you need to be, you need to clearly be asking a question that is worth asking people who know this much. So I go there when I've got a question where I've like just, just beating my brains out. I can't figure it out at yeah. all. I just go, please, does anyone? <laughs> um, yeah. And um, uh, I would take a recommendation from inside there extremely seriously. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Must be great to have that kind of support network around. Oh, I've um, built it up. Yeah. I've built it up really, really painstakingly. Any, any opportunity. I literally added to one it recently as a guy who just posts a lot on um, uh, Samrush All Stars and he's just very, he's just clearly very good. And I've learned loads from his posts. And then he just, he just said, oh, I've got this. He mentioned almost an, an offhand about like in his private Slack group, someone mentioned X. Yeah. I just commented, you know, the bit in Fight Club where they're waiting outside the door trying to get um, membership to the club. I just said, that's me right now. Yeah. Just waiting outside. And he gave me an invite. So, um, yeah. Uh, and, and private private mastermind groups. We've got other things like that as well. It's a, it's a really excellent conversion rate optimization practitioner. And I can just see the, the sheer quality of what he's posting. And I've, I've just, you know, it's just being proactive with these things. Um, because as a, as, a, as a solo freelancer, this is the thing that I'm just, I will just, I can easily be totally deficient in. Mm-hmm. I can literally talk to nobody. And I had exactly the same thing when I was working in house. Like you just constantly know more than everyone in the room about like your specialism because it's just you. Yeah. Um, and it's not a good place to be. You, you need to constantly be around people who are, who are, um, challenging you. Yeah. And then I think also the other side, it's really good if you've, um, if you're, if you're trying to impart that knowledge as well, um, that's the biggest side though. Yeah, <laughs> it's really useful, interesting stuff though. Um, conscious of time, we're already up to 23 minutes. Um, are you all right to keep going for a bit? I've got a couple more questions. Yeah, sure. um, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah okay. Um, so, uh, where, where are we up to? Um, was there, um, anyone that you needed to sort of uh, have way in on your decision to buy? I think you, you mentioned this also earlier because uh, you were working in-house at the time and so you you had yeah. a, a boss that was going to sign off on the on the purchase. Um, yeah. And is that similar now or how, how do you make these? 
decisions as they say. Well, <clears throat> uh, so it's interesting. So when I work with, so yeah, at the time it's just the boss needed the decision, and he was um, one of the real strengths of that company was that if you wanted some software, you wouldn't end up in some just tedious debate about you know relatively small amounts of money. You just get the thing. Yeah. Um, and so that's great. So um, next company I was at. Um, I did get Semrush, uh, and I think, but I, that was with like the initial bit of momentum that I had as a new person coming in. I was just like, this is the tool of my, I need this. This is what I use. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think and so that was fine. Um, when I've, I, I helped move uh, an agency I've, um, done some work with to Semrush as well. And again, they were using Moz already and I was really like up for just being like, oh yeah, no, I just use Moz. If I can do the stuff I do in SEMrush and Moz, then fantastic. But I just couldn't quite do it in the same way and workflow and process becomes a big thing. So a lot of the time, if I'm working with clients, I say like, look, here's the tool, but here's also the workflow and process behind it. Yep. And with, with SEMrush, you can fit it into workflows and processes. Um, and yeah, and also it, 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 um, it works, it, it's really, really good for um, moderately successful and above small and medium businesses. Mm -hmm. I think once you start getting increasingly complex websites and you start getting um, the, the, the investment in SEO becomes progressively more um, worthwhile then you need to start expanding your toolkit. So a lot of people use Ahrefs um, because it's just better for things like link building. Ahrefs is just acknowledged as being a better tool. Um, but Semrush is very good at doing lots of things. So it's quite, a, it's, it's slightly easier to sell. It's like, just, can we just get this and it'll cover lots of bases yeah. rather than let's get this kind of ecosystem of, you know, it's funny how Semrush actually does do lots of things. And, it, and, and if you were to go back 10 years, there used to be more like separate, separate tools doing these things, and Semrush is kind of condensed right. into. You mentioned Ahrefs. Would that be something that you'd use instead of Semrush? Sorry, is it? Um, you know, I've never used it myself. I just know that loads of people do use it, and I know that if uh, um, if I was in a position where I was in any way responsible for extensive link building mm -hmm. stuff then um i would definitely at least try it right um i know it does other things as well um one of the things here as well is that like it's just a you've got to look at like where your bottlenecks are in your processes and um so often like there are multiple tools that will do things well enough for the level that you can execute mm -hmm. so you know, most small and medium sized businesses, they, there's just a limit to how well they can execute any SEO work. And so the amount of extra benefit that you'd get from having like lots of tools, just it doesn't translate into actual real changes. It's just, oh, I've got lots of fancy tools, but I've got like this really limited amount of actual work, practical changes and work that I can do. And so I feel like SEMrush is quite a good, at a good level. Yeah. Cause you can just go, right. Okay. 
it covers it covers my bases. Anything that I could want to do, this will give me the adequate support for it. Makes sense. Um, and so, if uh, if Semrush disappeared um, tomorrow and you weren't able to use it, <laughs> would would those you know, are you comfortable with the tools that would fill the gap? Um, <clears throat> I think the main thing, yes, I think I could definitely do, like, there's nothing that they could, they do, which I don't think I, I, I could do in some other way. There are other keyword research tools out there. Um, um, I think I would just have to relearn some of my processes or, or, or alter them. So, um, like a core part of when I do technical audits, a core part is just going through the SEMrush report first. Yeah. Um, and pulling out what looks relevant from that. It's just, it just covers so many things so quickly. Um, I would have to look at like, okay, how do I do this manually in Screaming Frog? Or how do I, um, you know, what other tools do the same thing? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, so you're just, pro- just process, to under- a lot, a lot of processes. And to understand that process, so mm. SEMrush will give you, um, a, is that a list of keywords or issues at that at that point? Um, yeah, and... so um, you've got like a, what well, I call it like the crawl report. So basically they, um, it's a, like a full site audit and that's for technical stuff, like how your, your site is set up. Mm-hmm. Um, things like, you know, your meta descriptions or your schema or your internal linking and stuff like that. So SEMrush just lets you run a report on all of those issues at once. And then, um, from that report, then I go through that and I, I, you know, I look at it manually and I go, okay, here's an issue that needs a bit more. So there's an issue which needs a bit more, um, probing that I might go into screaming frog and then, and, and investigate a bit more or, or depending what the issue is. Um, so, but it forms a nice core thing. It's just gone and it's done all the checking. It's, it's, it's the, the, it, it's the, it means that I won't have had to have done what would literally take dozens of hours to do. Depending on the site, it could be crazy amounts of time. Yeah. Um, it's just done. Um, and you know, other, other, other sites would do this, but I would need to that, that it's just that bit where like with SEMrush, I just get right. I've got this report and this provides like a nice backbone for me. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. All right. That's been super, um, insightful. Um, I've done loads having not used these tools much my myself, but is there anything else you think I should know about your experience of, of using SEMrush? I think it's, I think it's, um, it's user experience has gone from like user friendliness has gone from being really bad to mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it used to be so, <laughs> um, uh, it was so hard to find what you wanted. It's still not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many options. There are so, 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 so many options and it, it definitely feels like a, uh, an agglomeration of lots of different tools. Yeah. Um, and that's taken precedence over its user friendliness as a tool. 
you, you definitely don't get there's it's it's definitely against that kind of oh i'm new in the tool let's cut down the number of decisions that i have to make so that i get in and i get started using it start getting value immediately like that is not so right uh rush is like here are so many things that you can do hope you figure out a way of using them and hope you figure out your own workflows and stuff like it's it's something I've really had to learn to work with wow. and to come up with workflows around. Yeah. That sounds like uh, quite a struggle. Um, yeah, it, it can be. Um, and I feel like that's, that's one of the major gaps with it, with the torch does so many things mm-hmm. is actually having strong workflows. Cause it's so easy just to like all of these, like same thing with Google analytics, right? Like a, you have this preponderance of reports. It's very easy just to kind of dive in and get lost. Um, and so the, the, the really core cool thing with the SEMrush is knowing when to use what tools at what stage and what to do with the outputs of them. And, you know, it, it's a very, um, it's a very kind of multi-purpose tool, but it's certainly not the kind of thing where you're going to get the maximum value out of it easily. Um, yeah. So yeah. if you had a magic wand and you could change one thing about SEMrush, what would it, what would it be? Um, I think that I would, Hmm. I feel like it's a more, almost more of a conceptual thing where like, it could be nice, um, if it had some way of guiding people through a particular process rather than like giving you loads of reports, I'm working with people who, so, so sometimes, um, when a client I'm working with gets SEMrush in house. Uh, I, I often work with people, um, who are, you know, they're not like SEO specialists or they're early in their career. I was talking to someone literally this morning, talking him through SEMrush and, and different things that he, he could be doing in it. And, um, I feel like if there was a way of organizing it so that you could just go, what are you trying to do? And then, you know. I'm trying to find technical issues on my site. All right, click. And then here's like this checklist, check this, do this. I feel like there's some way of like walking people through the processes mm-hmm. through SEMrush. I feel like it could be more, more useful for newbies, but it's, you know, it's, it's tricky. I'm, I'm conscious of how onboarding and making tools user-friendly is like its own, its own discipline. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure that whoever's worked on it is like really agonized over it a lot, but I just, I generally get the sense. That it's just very easy to get lost in the reports. And sometimes it'd be nicer to have some sense of where this fits into a broader process. Yeah. Particularly for people who aren't familiar with it. Yeah. That's really very useful to hear. Thank you. Um, so that's the uh, end of my questions. Thank you again for taking the time to, to share that experience. Um, is there anything one else you think I should uh, talk to if I was exploring more about 
Semrush, um, who who else would be good people to ask? Or if you're not comfortable saying their name on the on the show, that's that's fine. Um, but are there are there other people that use uh, use it a lot that you know that you could introduce me to? Um, let's. Uh, oh, mm. There are uh, there are some people who you could potentially talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the reason I hesitate is because it's like, um, that is super busy. Yeah. So you'd, uh, uh if, I mean, you could, you could certainly try. Yeah. Um, I would like, if it's interesting, you asked me like where, where, where I would find information about it. Like someone like superstars SEO, I do this mm-hmm. all the time when I'm researching stuff for clients, I will just find the niche Facebook group yeah. that they're a member of. That that's relevant to whatever thing I'm working on. Mm-hmm. And then I will just, whatever question I want to ask, I'll just say, you know, yeah. Like, like for example, if I'm trying to find out, um, I have to find out, uh, I was writing some ads that were aimed at fiction writers mm-hmm. and I wanted to get a sense of like, what's, what's success, what, what, in terms of like the, you know, what, what can I put into this copy that's going to make it compelling to them? So I just asked them, like, what does success mean to you as a fiction writer? What does it picture it? What does, what does the picture of success look like to you? Mm-hmm. And gave me all of these ideas. And it's like, okay, brilliant. I can try these in ads. Right. Um, uh, so, yeah, Superstar SEO would be a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, there is SEMrush All Stars, which would obviously be a biased sample. Yeah. Um, but then you've got, um, yeah, superstar SEO. You'd get a ton of responses. Got it. Thank you. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's now really good. I mean, we've probably started to get a picture of some of the work that you do, but can you tell me what, what, uh, what you do if there's a way for people that are listening to work with you, um, where we can find out more about you? Yeah. So, um, I work with, um, like a variety of businesses, it's been this really, really wide span of businesses, um, particularly with like um, SaaS and professional services, but I've actually um, broadened out a lot um, just because it's such a multi-purpose thing. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is, you know, if, if you've got the sense of, oh, we could reach more people or, oh, our website could convert more people, um, then if you come to me, then I can help you figure out where those opportunities lie. Um, I think, um, one of the major benefits of having someone who's external to your business, have a look at it is I can, you know, I can get this sense of like that bit where I was talking about like the awareness, uh, and, and where like you have these different kind of areas, which are like particular target places. Um, cause I do SEO and do a conversion rate optimization. I'm very good at looking at like, okay, maybe you want to create more content here, or maybe you want to, um, improve this landing page, or maybe you, you, you know, this bit's conceptually wrong. Yeah. It's just about finding places where you could grow and improve, identifying them, coming up with a plan to, 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 to grow your business. So, yeah. Makes sense. Where on the web can we find um, it? Uh, it's funnelmarketing.com and funnel is actually my name. So it's F U double N E double L marketing.com. So it's, um, I think it's called an aptonym <laughs> where your work reflects your, um, name. Yeah. So, so yeah, 
Brilliant. I was recently told by a business owner that my site is very easy to understand. So there's a so so if you go there, hopefully you'll get the answers that you need. I can. I would say the same. It it is uh, it's great, <laughs> but you know I'm very fortunate to have worked with you both all the way way back um, when you had that uh, in-house role, and um, I was you know I was impressed uh, then um, about the quality of your work, and um, I've been very uh, glad to be able to hire you a few times um, to work with a couple of different clients that I've worked with. Um, and I can, uh, yeah, I, I, I will keep hiring you because I'm, and we're actually about to have a conversation about one client that we're working with after, after this interview. Um, uh, uh, because yeah, Jacob is someone that, that knows his, knows his stuff on, on this. I'm quite a generalist and I really need an expert on SEO, um, and um, in conversion rate optimization, Jacob's the person that I go to. Um, so, uh, yeah, check check out his website, funnelmarketing.com. So my last leading question um, for you is, can you, um, and they may be a piece of software that you've already mentioned um, uh, earlier, but are there three pieces of software um, maybe related to this conversation or just generally that you've used recently or bought recently that you would recommend people check out? Um. I am going to be extremely generic on this. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that one is Google Day Studio. Now, obviously, people have heard of this, mm -hmm. but the amount of clients I see who do their reporting right out of Google Analytics so high, you need to get it. You need to get it into Google Day Studio because Analytics is not a reporting tool. It's a data store. Analytics is not a reporting tool. It is the data store. It was yep. not designed with your reporting in mind. That's why they created Google Data Studio. If you use Google Analytics for your reporting, you're costing yourself time and you're not getting your information across as well as you can. Google Data Studio is free and it takes, you can learn how to use it well enough to like create a dashboard. You can learn it in a day. So there's really, 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 really no excuse not to use Data Studio now. Like you, you should. Yeah. Um, so that's my harangue. Uh, that's, that's the first part. part. Um, I think um, I'm gonna again. This is another one which I think is like widely known. Uh, lots of people use Hotjar, but I think uh, lots of people don't get is enough. Uh, value as they could out of the survey functionality of it. Just asking if you don't have any surveys set up on your site, then if you're an e-commerce site, then set up a question which just says, what's one thing that's holding you back from making a purchase? Yep. If um, you've got uh, a lead gen site, ask a question, what's one thing that almost stopped you getting in touch? Um, if you've got uh, like a, a SaaS like, and you just, just after someone purchased, just ask like, what's one thing that almost prevented you from buying today? Mm -hmm. And the amount of feedback you get, and also often the consistency of that feedback, um, is so telling. It's so, so, so valuable. Um, so yeah, Hotjar, uh, is, it still remains like, um, the easiest one-stop shop for this sort of thing, even though they've, uh, increased their prices. Um, and for a third piece of software, I think it's particularly useful. 
I think another one, uh, particularly in GDPR times, uh, is CookieBot. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very easy way. So if you pair CookieBot with Google Tag Manager, then all of this stuff where people end up getting in, in like tying themselves in knots over GDPR and, and permissions and stuff, it just integrates with Tag Manager. It's not expensive and it's way better than trying to build your own thing in-house. Just like, I think when GDPR first came out, people just instinctively went to their web developers to try and create something and you can do better than that. You can just install this thing, integrates the tag manager. So it means that the things that you're using will be compliant. Um, so yeah, those would be my three. Great. Thank you very much, Jacob. Again, it's been brilliant to have you on. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to our next conversation about a specific um, client that we're both working with at the moment. Um, but, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, take care. Cool, cheers. That was hopefully a useful example of a customer interview. You can find notes from this episode, including links to all the products mentioned at empathydeployed.com. If you know anyone who might benefit from hearing this perspective, please share the episode with them. A word of caution, this interview is a snapshot of just one person's perspective in an artificial situation. You should be very careful about drawing any conclusions about the guest, people like them, or the product from this single data point. Customer interviews are most valuable when you see parallels across many of them within a specific context. I'd suggest a minimum of five and ideally 12 to 15. I recommend the book Deploy Empathy by Michelle Hansen for a practical guide on how to do it well. If you'd like to join me as a guest on a future episode, please send me a note. I'm Jot on Twitter. That's J-O-T. My DMs are open. You can also use the form at empathydeployed.com or email hello at empathydeployed.com. Please include the names and web addresses of three software products you use regularly and or pay for.